Guardian. Excuse me, the Guardian. I think Cleveland's selling, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't see the White Sox losing that division. And I mean, I'm going to take a shot in the dart and say the A's, the A's come back. They're going to need there a we go. solid couple months here. I there mean, we so go. It's a six game lead right now. So, I mean, it's, it's a going out on a limb, but I, I think the A's can come back, man. I'll tell you what. Bassett sent out a tweet today talking about we get hot this time of year. It said, watch out. The, 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 the weather heats up, the A's heat up. So, let's go. I'm all aboard. I'm in. I'm in. What's your picks, Cove? I got the Ashes one in the West. Okay. I'm leaving you out there. I got the Ashes one in the West. Um, I think the A's do host the wild card game, so I'll, I'll at least give them that. And then I see the White Sox obviously being like the two seed. Um, and then I think, I think the A's will host. Welcome in, everybody, to our new sports podcast that we are tentatively calling Unannounced. My name is Kev Watt. I am Kobe. And this is Nuke. And thank you for, for joining us. Zardo goes to Miami for Starling Marte. How are you feeling about that, yes. Kobe? Um, I'm a huge fan of the pickup because I've been wanting this team to show some passion to show some life because these last say this last month, even before the All-Star break, the offense has been really struggling and it's been hard to watch these games. So I just feel like adding Starling Marte is going to really complete that outfield. Like you don't have to play Seth Brown. You don't have to play Steve Piscotti anymore. You can just play Cannon left, whether it's Marte in center or Loriano in center, and then one of those two in right. And he adds a dynamic of speed, which we don't have a lot of outside of like Elvis Andrus. I mean, so... That's a big pickup, and I'm a huge fan of it, even though Luzardo was considered our top prospect. He's a future ace. A lot of people dubbed him already as, but he performed. I mean, he's he was dubbed to be our 2021 ace, and he struggled last year. He mightily struggled this year, and then he even got sent down to AAA after, after breaking his hand from a video game. Like, he raged and broke his hand. <laughs> And then, uh, there. Yeah, and then he went down to AAA and got lit up there. So it was kind of like, who is this guy? Is he ever going to figure it out? So I just feel like this is kind of the A's all-in move. Like, let's go for it. Not a lot of years left of Chapman and Olsen as far as arbitration goes. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. I just think we need to add another, another bullpen guy. I'd be okay with just sticking with where we're at at short because Elvis has been hitting better lately, but... Marte's a huge pickup. I'm a huge fan. And yeah, I didn't know how I I'm, I didn't know how much speed he has. He's snapped 22 bases already this year. That's, yeah, I didn't think he stole that. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, always good to have that guy. Tony Kemp, not a speed guy. Tony Kemp, not a, no. a dynamic speed guy. His sprint speed is actually some of the worst in the league. Oh really? I remember looking that up. Yeah, those high socks. Got me, got me confused. <laughs> they are just even, yeah. I think it's just because it's so little. Just short strides. You're like he's got to be fast. So I don't know what else. Yeah, you think. He's, not, he's yeah. not hitting bombs. No, he's a contact, contact he just, And he, he does get on base a lot. 
it's one thing he does do is he walks a lot and he just finds a way to get on, but not the, not the fastest. Well, the um, high stock add at least five overall to your speed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, from a, from a 55 to 60 speed. It's one of those situations, like <laughs> I've been told, every every uh, sticker decal you put on your rear windshield of your car adds like 15 horsepower. It's one of those oh, yeah, another fact. Yeah. Another fact. <laughs> Definitely one of those situations. I didn't realize that uh, Jesus was only 23. Yeah, he's he's very young. That's the kind of the thing. It's like you give up on him too early. He is still really young because he just not know how to pitch. It's like, but it's it. We got him from the Blake Trinan deal um, when we traded, or from the Nationals, on. right? We got Blake Trinan the same deal he was involved in, and oh, that was okay. from the Sean Doolittle trade. So we traded Doolittle there, and we got Trinan and Lizardo back. So, I mean, Trinan, we got his worth out of it in 2018 and 19. Um, but Luzardo, yeah, I just, I love, I love Luzardo because I think he has some of the best stuff in the league. I think he definitely had the best stuff in the rotation. He just could never learn how to pitch. He'd do it too many home runs. He'd get ahead in counts and leave fastballs over the plate. And it's like, you got to bury a slider to throw a great change. If you don't have to throw a fastball over two. So location's a big problem with him. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy for him. He gets to go home. He's from Miami. He's from that area. So, oh, that's cool. But, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it it feels. I don't know why, but it feels like he was there for a long time. Thirty-one appearances. Guy appeared in thirty-one games. That's like yeah. He <laughs> he made his debut. I remember in Houston as as a reliever at the end of 2019, and then he was going to be like maybe our third starter coming into 2020, and then mm-hmm. Corona hit. Mm-hmm. And it was like kind of a shortened season, so he he still got to start, but he really struggled that year. He had a few good starts that were really good, and then this year was supposed to be like, okay, let's take that step forward, you know, let's get going. And he just never, never could find any consistency. So, yeah, I, thirty-one games is is not a lot, but it's kind of like you just keep no. it moving. Like he wasn't really there that long, not mm-hmm. not a terrible amount of time to get like super attached from him. Feel like you brought him all the way up through the system mm-hmm. um and yeah, the way know. i see the a's future going i think either after this year or the next year it's going to be a complete tear down because like i said with chapman and olsen and loriano like their arbitration years coming to an end and we're not going to sign those guys because john fisher's a cheap owner so we're basically going to rebuild within those next three years it's like by the time Luzardo, i think fully takes that next step mm-hmm you'll be an ace on a 68 win team. And it's kind of like, what's the point? So, right. and you're trading him, you're trading him to the NL East who the A's never see, they never play. You won't get hurt from it. It's kind of like, yeah, let's get Starling Marte. Let's help a need right now. Let's try and win. So I'm all for pushing the chips and, you know, let's, let's go for it. Yeah. And, and he's there for the pretty much just the remainder of this season. Yeah. He's a unrestricted yeah. free agent. It's going to be 33 next year. Um, you know, not it. It is what it is. It, it's exactly like you said. You get in for half a season. This is probably his last really good season. I, I don't know that he's going to get a whole lot better after this. It's definitely like a win now type thing. But getting rid of a yeah. guy, you know, six eight seven ERA. I mean, just a lot of dingers, like you said. A lot of home runs. Mm-hmm. Eleven home runs this season and. 38 innings yeah 
for a dude who's just been a dynamo for, you know, a, a, a team really going nowhere in Miami. It's, it's a nice pickup. It's a nice pickup. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too heartbroken over it. The Giants he have yet he... to do anything. Absolutely done, done nothing so far. What were you going to say, New? Sorry. No, nothing. Uh, yeah, the Giants are involved with every single free agent or free guy on the block <laughs> right now. They're linked to everybody. everybody. I don't know who we're getting, who's even close to an option, who's just blowing smoke. I have no clue what's going on with uh, like forty-eight less than 48 hours to the deadline. Who do you want? Who do you want them to get? Who do I want? Yeah. I would – I mean, I realistically. Target, well, yeah. I mean, with the guys they're linked to, I mean, it's between Scherzer and Bryant. But if I'm going to go with someone who I, I could see us be signing and keeping with the franchise for a while, I would go Chris Bryant. I would love I, – I could see him playing third base slash left field for us for the next decade. With Scherzer, we – he – yeah, we, that's a – I mean, how could you not want Scherzer on your team, especially mm-hmm. when you're going into a possibility of a one-game wild card if we drop to the wild card spot? I'd love to have Scherzer on the bump, but he's, what, 37 now? Yeah, 36, I mean, 37. That kind of scares me going forward if we're going to give up a lot to get him. With Chris Bryant, at least we know he – I mean, if we – he's also could be a rental. He could leave, but, I mean, have if we do sign him, it's going to be for – good probably decade that he's going to be on the Giants so I'd much rather them go and give up a lot to get him over Scherzer at this point I think uh I think if Bryant were to go to San Francisco and he'd see the beautiful area that it is and he'd see the ballpark and the fans how you guys would support the hell out of this team and of course if they keep winning it's I mean for him to sign back to Chicago would be pretty silly I know it's the Cubs I know it's Wrigley Field but they're going the downslope. They're going to be selling. It's going to be a while till they get turned around again. I think the Giants are going to be just—they're just starting that roller coaster up, like mm-hmm. to that peak. So, I think you could sell him hard and say he has like a good two weeks to San Francisco. Those fans are going to be so attached to him right away, and he's going to feel the love. And I—I I think he's just going to be in love with this, with the uh, with the team. So, I think Bryant is the more um, sensible option. But pitching, pitching plays in the postseason. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I see both arguments, but I think Bryant would sign long term if he didn't come here. Yeah, and I, and I think the Giants have enough kind of laying around right now that they could do both. I think they could get a pitcher. It might not be Scherzer, but I could totally see them getting a pitcher and getting you know Chris Bryant potentially. Um, and I don't. I, I honestly, I don't know. I think it's more likely that they would go after Bryant if they were intending on signing him after that. I don't know that they would go after Bryant for half of this season. I, I don't think that lines up with what they want to do because they're going to end up giving up prospects for half a season and a team that's not supposed to be as good as they are that's like way overperforming. I think it would be something like Nush said where you know it's a longer-term deal, five, seven years, something like that. And, you know, I don't know what the Longoria situation is going to be. They might – he might have one year left or he might have, like, a team option after this year. So you just play Bryant till left and left until uh, that's done with and then slide him over to third, which he's he said that he doesn't mind playing all over the place. But I think when you, you know, you get used to playing third, you come up playing third. I think that's probably where he's going to want to be. Um, 
you know, long term. I don't think he wants to be bouncing around all over the place. Um, but that would be awesome. That'd be an awesome pickup. And then there's other guys out there as far as pitchers. I mean, like, uh, I personally like Jose Barrios out out in Minnesota. Not a not an incredible blow you away, you know, type pitcher, but he's a nice third third guy to bring on. He's got pretty good stuff. He, he you know his walks are down. He gets over over a strikeout uh, per inning. You know, I, I like that a lot. I think they could get that without having to give up a whole lot. I think the Twins have, ha, already have a pretty good farm, so it's not like, you know, they're gonna they're gonna kill you with with what they're asking. Um, Pablo yeah. Lopez on the Marlins is another guy who's performing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't mind the the Barrios pickup by by any means. What do you think it would take to get him though? Like, what would we be giving up? I have I have no idea. I don't. I don't know think what... it would cost. I don't think it would cost like Joey Bart or anything. Well, It'd probably. Be... Oh, I hope not. <laughs> no. I mean, I I would not even hate the idea of of trading Joey Bart at this point. I mean, well, he's... yeah, but either. I, but for Barrios, I feel like that's that's overpaying. I mean, Barrios. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong; he's a stud. I've seen him pitch against the A's plenty mm-hmm. of times. He's got nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. But for, for we're talking about for Scherzer or for Barrios. I mean, those are two different apples, two different trees. So I think Bart would be kind of overpaying for Barrios, but mm-hmm. Barrios could easily, if you were able to pick him up, be a great two, three starter in that rotation, and he'd be nasty. Yeah. I think yeah. I think he'd be just a great, just a tick below Scherzer, but he'd definitely help you out a lot. Yeah, and it, there's no doubt. That I, I'm definitely that... open to – I'm definitely open to parting with Joey Bart at this point. Uh, he's their – I mean, number two ranked prospect and I think 17th overall in the MLB. Mm-hmm. But like Kobe said, I think that's overpaying for Barrios because they're talking about even if we go for Bart or for uh, Chris Bryant, that Bart's not even enough one for one at this point. Like Bart's too much. We're overpaying if we just do Bart for a one a half a year rental of Chris Bryant. Who, who's saying that? And we would have uh, John Heyman, I think. A couple, I've seen it on Twitter okay. today. A couple guys are saying that, that they think that's the Giants are going to – if they're gonna part with Bart, then they're gonna want like Kimbrel with, with Bryant. Okay. Because I mean, he's he's I I he didn't hit major league pitching very well when he's been at that level, mm-hmm. but he's killing it down in AAA. So I mean, if he wants to kill it down there, where the hitting comes a little easier, rise up his stock a little bit. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with getting rid of him because we got another catcher. What's the other guy's name? Who's like a year or two behind him? Uh, I'm not sure. I can find out right now. Yeah, I forgot what his name was, but we got no. We got Ramos coming up too. He's but this other guy, I forget his name, but he's he's. We just drafted him like last year, the year before oh, in the first mm-hmm. round, I think. And he's mm-hmm. like, we took the best player available, even though we had our catcher of the future and Joey Bart. And now that Bart's drawn some interest, I mean, I'd be willing to part with him. And yeah. hold on to maybe Posey or I mean piece together a catcher for the next couple years till the next guy's ready. I think his name is Bailey. Yeah, Patrick Bailey. Yeah, I think Bailey. is the guy you're talking about. Yeah, and, that is and as far as catching, like if catchers go, I've always said the two or three positions that I don't mind getting a lack of production on offense is catcher, shortstop, center field. I mean, kind of in that order, like lack of the Absolutely. least lack of. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I get a great defensive catcher back there, like you know. I'm fine with them hitting 240 and maybe a few bombs here and there, but they don't need to produce a whole lot at the plate. They just got to 
you know, manage my bullpen, manage my pitchers. So, right. And you could fill you could fill that void, you know, after trading Joey Barton, after Posey, you know, is gone and all that. So right. you got guys coming up the ranks. So I think if you're trying to win now, you're trying to get past the Dodgers and Padres. Yeah, Joey Barton has to be expendable. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it's also like you, there's another situation there outside of when he's going to come up where he's basically blocked. I mean, you have you have Posey, who I don't think wants to move out from from behind the dish yet, and yeah. you have Belt kind of blocking the way at first base. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I kind of know how Nooch feels about it, but... Fuck Belt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's... He hasn't hit over 20 home runs his whole career. No, I mean, and he's always yeah. gotten hurt. He's It's always something, and, man. Like, it's a concussion, or it's a back, or it's a leg, or... He just can't stay and healthy. And he's, he is staying alive. He's a, and he's a cool dude, and you know it's been nice to have him around over there. He, he's part of the World Series teams, but he's a defensive first baseman. I mean, really, the, that's his primary thing is is that he's just a really good defensive first baseman who will pro- potentially give you some production sometimes and um, streaky. I mean, just the streakiest guy, like New said. So I have always thought. Uh... Before Voigt got to the Yankees, I always thought Brandon Belt in a Yankee uniform would be perfect. That short porch <laughs> in right field as a yeah. left-handed hitter. I mean, that just felt like perfect spot. And then you could have moved Posey to first base, even mm-hmm. though you know he's a great defensive catcher. But you could have moved yeah, him to first base, save his legs. But still, I mean, yeah, Brandon Belt he gets hurt a lot. Yeah, it just it is what it is. Yeah, the Yankees come calling, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's a free agent. I don't think I don't know that they'll bring him back next year. Because I think yeah. long term, I mean, Posey's not ready now. I don't mind, you know, p- platooning guys or playing somebody at first for a couple seasons. But ultimately, I think it's going to go the way that Posey's going to have to move to first. You keep the mm-hmm. bat in the lineup. Or even if, you, you know, we get the DH in the NL like like we should, you know, you can have yeah. Posey DH and just keep the bat in the lineup and, and it's easy for him. And, and then you have you know, the room for Bart to come up and, and start playing at catcher. And then you have Posey there to be in his ear, you know, teaching him and, and, and helping him along the way. Um, it it just kind of muddles the whole situation. Is there going to be enough time there where Posey's going to – if they're going to bring him back, he's going to play long enough to get Bailey ready. You know, you flip Bart for, you know, like you said, KB and, and Kimbrell or, or something like that. I, I do think Bart would probably be overpaying for Berrios. But right now, I, th- I think the Giants' future is really going to hang on these outfielders that they're bringing up. Uh, like you said, uh, Ramos and Bishop and uh, Luis Matos. And th- those, those are guys that are like three, four years away, maybe. Like, yeah. But but that's where all their talent is right now in the minors. And I just don't want them to get rid of those guys. Like If, if I'm picking and choosing, you know, I, I want to keep those guys, and, and I would be open to trading Bart. Absolutely. I've seen and, I've seen Luis Matos play a ton in Stockton because he played with the San Jose Giants. Mm-hmm. That kid's a stud. He always yeah. sticks out. He always it's like leadoff or second hole. It's like, yeah, that kid's a stud. Yeah, he's nice. I watched the highlight of him the other day where he had two doubles and two home runs, like yeah. in a game. Like, yeah, love that. Yeah, keep love that, that up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's keep that guy. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to be flipping that guy for anybody right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we're talking about Bart for. Chris Bryant. I mean, the dude's only. I mean, he's in his age twenty nine year. I mean, he is getting mm-hmm. up there. He, he did start when he was at, at twenty three, but he's played seven. This is his seventh year. Mm-hmm. He's got four All Stars. 
and an MVP. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you're if you're trading for with for that guy with a chance that he'll sign with you, I mean, what what are we doing for Joey Bardu? Has been proven yeah. to. I mean, he's killing it in AAA, but up in the majors, he didn't do so well when he came up the first time. Maybe he's progressed. And yeah, and there's not he, a clear path like, for him. Do me wrong. Exactly, and we're, we're kind of clogged at that position. And like Kobe said, we can maybe piece together something in between if there is a year or two drop-off between Posey catching and Bishop coming up. Mm-hmm. Or not Bishop, Bailey coming up. But mm-hmm. uh, that's one position where you can kind of get that, let that be more defensive-minded than yeah. worry about his bat. Yeah. And if we, can, if we can land Chris Bryant, man, uh, he's I would I would do it in a heartbeat. It's not yeah. yeah that would be that would be great. And, and if you trade for Chris Bryant, you get the first say. You get the first kind of lobbying to see if yeah. he wants to sign here before mm-hmm. anybody else. You get to say, yeah. "Hey, man, we love to sign you long term." And then instead of free agency, battle out with you know twenty nine other teams trying to convince them to come to their city. So mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I just taste don't... of what it's like to play there. I don't think that that these that this uh, you know front office right now would bring him in like that without the intention of him coming back. You know, even if it's for like a two, three, four years, something like that. I, I don't think that they just go out to get him for for the summer and then he's gone. I mean, it's up to him, right? I, I think I agree. I agree that the front office would be looking to do that, but mm-hmm. we, yeah. it's up to him. That's the scary part is. No. We could do everything perfect. We could, I mean, maybe not win a World Series. If, if we win a World Series, he's going to sign. But if we <laughs> like go deep in the playoffs, we could do pretty much everything right and him still be like, nah, I'm feeling the Padres more or something. Because he's from San Diego. He's like, he may, I, yeah, he may want right. to leave. So that's the scary part of going for the rental. Does he we feel like do everything right. does he feel like the kind of guy that would do that though? I mean, I'm I'm not saying like they would wait till the end of the season to sign him. I think they trade for him and then they work on an extension like right out the gate. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he makes it to the end of the season as a free agent if he comes. I don't know because, like you said, I mean, this, the the front office has to feel exactly the same as that. Is is if they trade for him and they don't have that locked down yet, they, they I mean, they're just going to be walking on eggshells hoping that he doesn't, you know, like the 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 breeze down in San Diego better than than San Francisco and be like, oh yeah. well, you know what, I actually. Made a lot of friends while I was down there, and I think I'm just gonna yeah. stay down there permanently. Yeah, and that's that's the benefit of bringing him in is that we can hopefully make those relationships and make him want to stay without having th- to try and just do it in a free agent pitch. Mm-hmm. I think if uh, I think if you guys win the division this year, it's almost a lock he stays. Like never mind, just won a World Series. Like if you just win the division over the Padres and Dodgers. I think that'll be enough to prove to him like, hey. This may be a three-team race, but we're the top top dog in that race right now, and we're, we're, we're still young, and we're yeah. going to keep adding on. And the Giants have proven that they're going to win, and they're going to keep adding on, and when they're competitive, they buy. So right. I think players love that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think unanimously we're the two Giants fans on the pod. Our KB is our guy. That's who we want. I mean, if So we, what if we bring in Story? What, how are we feeling about that? I I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a lot more murky that situation than than if we bring in KB. I mean, Crawford having a career year makes that tough, <laughs> right? Yeah, but it's definitely it's a contract year for him, so it's yeah. A lot of times those two things line up where you know guy has the last potentially the last time that he's going to get a big paycheck, 
He's got to prove it to either the Giants or another team that he can still do it, and he's worth that paycheck, you know, and, and they perform really nice. If we bring in Story, I mean, it, it Crawford's time is done for sure. And I don't even know if they don't bring in Story. I'm not 100% sure that he's coming back right now anyways. I don't know who's going to replace him there, but I don't see – I mean, even if he does come back, I, I don't see it being a long-term thing, maybe like one or you two don't years. Have, uh, you don't have Brian Sabian in the front office anymore where he plays two uh, favorites, you know. It's it's yeah. more Farhan. He's going to yeah. be thinking more <laughs> analytical. He's going to be saying, yeah, we're not- hey, man, this guy's – there's what 35 now. He might have had a career year, but yeah, how many yeah. years they have left? They're not overpaying guys for past production anymore. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, he's 34 this year. Um, he's batting 286, and he's had one year at 275 in 2016. Mm-hmm. And part of that, he's never hit over 256 in his career. Is that his 20 wow. dinger year too? I think 2016, or is that 2014? Yeah. Well, 2015. 2015. 21 dingers. Missed it on both sides. Whoops. <laughs> that was weird. He hit 11 triples in 2016. Very nice, though. <clears throat> like that. A little bit farther, man. Just get it over the wall. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, that now is, with the fences raised in, probably we're going to be dangerous. That is a position where defense, you know, you value defense over hitting. Yeah. And, and I mean, who, who, who's better at defense than Crawford? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> All that said, yes. I would I would absolutely enjoy Trevor Story coming to the Bay. <laughs> like oh, yeah. it's not even. I mean, it would Crawford's cool, and I love that guy, and and he'll always have a special place, I think, in Giants fans' hearts and minds. But you don't you don't just get like Trevor Story, and they're and they would have to give up a lot. I mean, I think Bart would go for Trevor Story. I think, uh, you know, and then some maybe a pitcher as well, uh, easily. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna disagree with you there, buddy. Okay. I mean, the dude's hitting 240 this year at Coors Story? Field. Yeah. Yeah, I think he only has like what 13 homers. He just hit his 13th tonight in uh, Anaheim. Yeah, he he's never hit over 300 in his career at Coors Field. He plays half his games at Coors Field. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's got to drive up his numbers a little bit, and he's never hit over 294 in a season, and most are fairly lower than that. Mm-hmm. Was so he, if we're I, talking about those two offensive productions in Crawford and Story, and you're talking about defense, I mean Crawford's defense plays more than Story's, I'd assume. So, absolutely. so what would you be willing to give Crawford in the offseason if you want to resign him like two years, fifteen million, two years twenty? Yeah, I'd do that in a heartbeat. But I yeah. don't know if it's between I don't know if it's between Story and Crawford. Like yeah, right yeah, now it is. True. It but I mean, in the off season, I don't know if it if we would be of, uh, to re-sign both. Like if we didn't trade for Story, I don't know if we would be going after him in free agency. That's true. There's a ton of free agent shortstop coming up this off season. Yes, a, I know uh, Carlos Correa is a name that's being kind Seager, of thrown around. Corey Seager. Um, who's the other one? Oh, Baez. I don't yep. know. I don't see. I I think I'm out on Javi Baez. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm out on bias. But I don't really, name. I don't really want name. that that mess in here. The you know guy hits bombs, but a, another streaky hitter. I love the mm-hmm. attitude. I love the passion. I mean, he's. I would love to have have him on the team on that front. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, he's just looked like absolute shit this year. I mean, he's looked and he hasn't looked great. I think in a little bit. Yeah, I think last year he really fell off in that COVID season, or maybe the year before that. 
He had that one good year. I think it was 2018 or 19. He had a really good year, and it was like he was up for MVP or like second MVP. Um, and then after that, he's really fell off. And he's just he's just an aggressive hitter. He just likes to swing. He likes to try and make contact. But when you like to swing, you like to swing and miss. So he's striking out a lot. I mean, he's usually yeah. don't walk either. I'm not a fan of the dude. I mean, I'm all for the shit talk after a dinger, but do you see what he did the other night? Oh, to Amir Garrett? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, Amir Garrett is not a it's not a class act by any means. Absolute but, cop. Oh, no. <laughs> but the dude, he didn't even hit a dinger. He hit, like, would have been a fly out if they were playing normal position. Yeah. <laughs> in. He hit it to, like, the warning track, and he walked to first base. He could have got thrown out first base. Yeah, the only the only uh, the only reason the center fielder didn't catch that ball is because the game is over. It's like it's, would have been a sack yeah. fly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All and right, he was he was sweeping him off the mound and just is that what it was? He was up. sweeping him off the mound or was it stirring the pot? It looked like he was looked like he was stirring the pot for me. Does he get? I I, I don't know. It, it might have been stirring the pot. Uh, it could have. been. I was watching LB Network and I and Amir Garrett had. Uh, the celebration, I think it was like rocking the baby or like it was yeah, something similar to that. Some, some I think it might have been shit. it might have been a reference to that. I mean, yeah, because they didn't sweep him. I think I I don't no. even know if it was anything other than just trying to wave his bat around to get Garrett's attention because mm. Garrett wasn't paying attention at first. So I think he was just trying to move his bat around and get Garrett's attention just so he could t- shit talk to his face. So what's so what's the issue with the situation then? What's the issue with the situation it, is is that it wasn't a dinger. It would have been caught in a normal situation. It's that he didn't even, like, half jog it around the bases. Like, I'm down for you to throw your bat as high as you want and then yell and then put a jog to it. But the mm-hmm. dude didn't even halfway put a jog to it. He he had like Wilson Contreras push him to first base. Yeah. Is it a two-out like a, a hit? Two hit? I, I'm not sure. I think it was less than two outs because I think it would have been a sack fly. Yeah, it would have okay. been. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you would think that if it was two outs, like, they would have been hucking that ball to first. Oh, yeah. Like, they would have picked it up and thrown it in right away. Pretty but, sure there was one out now that you say that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of get it. Like, I get the being frustrated with, like, the, you know, have a little bit of hustle and whatnot. But, I mean, like Kobe said, man, game's over. Game's over at that point. Yeah. I you know like do what you want and I don't like Amir Garrett, you know you're it's probably you're probably gonna hear this like a lot on this show. But <laughs> Unless you just like Amir Garrett, fuck that guy. Fuck it's different that guy, guys. Man. No, it's gonna be like one, two, three guys on every team. Cowboys. Yeah. I don't fucking like that guy. I don't no, like that. Not guy. even that. It's just, like it's, Joey Votto. it's just gonna be. Well, it's not that I don't like Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Okay, Joey Votto get, get Joey Votto gets a fuck that guy because he crushes the Giants every time he plays him. <laughs> Love the guy. He's awesome, but yeah. fuck that guy, man. No, I, get it, I, get it. I wish he would. Every time they come to San Francisco, I wish he would just take the weekend off. That's not right. That dude plays the game it. the right way. He's been playing it the right way for 15 years. That <laughs> dude is one right. of the premier first basemen in the game. He's pretty great. You cannot hate Joey Votto. I don't hate Some him. of the best uh, intentional talk interviews, too. Yeah. I well, don't. you just, it was a fuck that guy to Joey Votto. Come yeah, on, man. fuck that guy, man. I mean, I hate him. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I hate him. I just, I, I hate what he does to the Giants. I, I can respect that. I'm separating, I'm separating the the art from the artist here. Yeah, but okay. here's my problem with it: is the A's play Mike Trout 19 times a year. I could never say fuck that guy to Mike Trout. You could, 
he could. No. <laughs> he definitely could. It's possible. We have a tradition in the bleachers. We yell every fourth thing at Mike Cho. Hi, Mike. And he always gives us a wave in the same spot every time. That guy is awesome. I don't care. He plays for the Angels. He can play for the Giants. He can play for the you know Astros. Like that guy is just awesome. See, that's why that's how I feel about Bado. Even though Bado's the National Central University, but. but you could feel you would feel that way about Trout if he played for your hated rival. But, like I guess is the Astros now. I don't I don't know. Astros are my number one hated team right now, and then yeah. I'd say anyone directly in competition with the A's. About the Yankees, okay, so Yankees if, isn't like a solid two. Yankees are like Yankees are like twentieth. I don't care about twentieth. Oh, okay, you should. Is this like a the opposite of hate is or the opposite of uh, love is indifference? It's not hate because you still have the kind of hair. You still have the kind of care to hate a team. Yeah, I mean, no, not really. I just they. It's like they buy their players. Okay, whatever. That's not on them. They're you guys too. I mean, they beat us in the playoffs, yeah, but that's like 2018. That team was not going to win anything anyway. You know, when we okay. lost them. In How the many years card. do you want to go back to them beating you guys in the playoffs? Because they did win you guys at the I don't want to go back at all, bro. Okay, I'm sorry. Where the Where the Tigers on this list? Are the ti- now are the Tigers higher changes. than the Yankees? It changes. It's It's hard for me to hold grudges over you know previous years because they're different teams. It's like. You know, uh, like, I'll probably hate the Astros for the rest of my life just because of the 2017 scandal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as far as, like, just competition and just getting beat, I mean, I hated the Tigers probably half of what I hate the Astros in those 2012 to 14 years. Now, if you ask me if I hate Justin Verlander <laughs> more than the Tigers, then yes. Because <laughs> I still like Miguel Cabrera. I mean, I still like Pinks Fielder who was on that team. You Didn't know. they knock you guys out in, like, the... Like oh six too, like a long time ago. Verlander, I yeah, Verlander was pitching in oh six, I think, and I um, think they knocked the A's out. All I remember from that oh six series is Maglio Ordonez going, you know, grand slam off Houston Street to sweep us. Mm. That's a mm. name. That's a name yeah. for sure. Both names. I got, yeah, both huge names. <laughs> I got a signed ball from Ordonez when he was an all star in oh seven when they played in San Francisco. Oh, so sweet, dude. I waited at like the hotel they were staying at, and I got like Big Poppy, Ordonez, all like Big those Maglio guys. Guy? I mean, yeah, I, I liked him. He was fun to play the show with. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good thing that, I mean, you, you're not the kind of person to hold grudges like that because I still hate the Cardinals for Matt Holiday sliding into Scooter and snapping his back in half. Fuck the Cardinals, yeah. man. I See, hate yeah. that guy. You, we have like total different opinions in National League teams because I've always said I'm not an A's fan. I would like to be a Dodger fan or Cardinal fan. So I think those two organizations are so cool. Well, they're yeah. But, I mean, they're they're two of the the best organizations I think in classic, the NL. Yeah. But they yeah. just they just hire like scumbags and dirty <laughs> players. And, no, hey, you know people I'm with you on the- people who like to slide into second base and destroy whoever's standing there. You know. I'm with you on the fucking Matt Holiday train. Trust me. Yeah. That guy said he went to the A's. He said, I don't want to be here. And you half-assed this whole way here. Just an absolute, like, chump, dude. Yep. I booed him as he hit a grand slam Matt Holiday for us. For the A's? Yeah, for the A's. I booed him. <laughs> so I was like, this guy's a scumbag. That's next level, dude. I love that. I love that. I was that. like, 
I was like 12. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could hate the Cardinals right along with you, Calvin. I mean, first, yeah, they have dirty 2012 playoffs, and then they go and trade for the two biggest giant killers of the NL West possible with Nolan Arenado <laughs> and Goldschmidt, both notorious giant killers. Are they even leading the NL Central after all that? I think those, no, are, like, not. those are like the only no. two guys they hit on that team, if I remember. Yeah, they're they're not. I don't, I don't even know if they're fighting for the playoff spot. No, I don't think they are. Yeah, they're they're, they're they're fighting to stay at five hundred. I know fifty one, fifty one, yeah. nine games back. I think that's one of the biggest disappointments in baseball for the Cardinals. Gotta be Arenado and, and them and them and the Yankees really. <laughs> Arenado and Goldie just like to have uh, October's off, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Bringing it back to the shortstop talk with Crawford. So Crawford's under contract for 15 for this year. I, yeah, for this season, I don't know if they bring him back on like a two year, I don't know what they're going to pay him. I don't, I can't imagine yeah. it's going to go up and I don't, he's, I don't think it's going to stay the same either. He's not going to want less after the year he's had though. He's going to be like, I want, you know, I just had this great year. I should be compensated for more. Yeah, so I can't I mean, imagine fif- taking less. Fifteen just feels like a lot, man. Especially over it is a lot. Two years going into your age 35, 36 seasons. No, it is a lot. But who I, are we? Got no one on the books though, right? Like so, like we can throw some money around the next yeah. couple of years if we're not looking to go. Like we can still afford to throw like a like a fifteen mil here, fifteen mil here for a couple guys, if it's like a two or three year deal. And still be able to sign maybe Chris Bryant or a big target to, mm-hmm. in the offseason. Yeah. And then reload in a couple years and go for another big name. Yeah. For, what is it like to just throw around $15 million? <laughs> What is that like? Well, it feels like it's, Brandon Crawford it's having a season year is what it feels like, a career year. For me, it's like $15 million. That's like, oh, my God. That's 10 guys. <laughs> That's crazy. That's 10 boys out there. That's half a team. Half yeah. the payroll. <laughs> yeah, really. It's no joke. I'm sorry, Kobe. This is going right. to be rough. With, with it's all right. <laughs> I'm pulling for that's why, that's why I'm already preparing for the rebuild after the Lizardo thing. It's like, I already know. Rebuild's going to happen. It's all right. Yeah, and if it's not completely obvious for anybody that might be listening to this, myself and Nutra are Giants fans, and Kobe is an A's <laughs> fan. But we love him anyways. It'll yep. flip during football season. Me and Kel, It'll flip. It'll be yeah, a, yeah. Kevbot, Kevbot will be Raider a, fan. A, Raiders a, fan. Not a, I'm on an island. Not an Oakland fan. Raiders fan. Raiders fan. I will not call them. Wait, what city are they in? I, I, I will not call them what city they're playing. Las Vegas. We're not, we're not taking comments on what city they're playing in. It's the Raiders. No. They haven't moved yet? We're not the Raiders t- exist. Still in Vegas? No comment at this time. They, we're not taking, we're they, not taking comments questions at this time. We'll save that for October. <laughs> they play in a black hole. They just exist. <laughs> Oh, where the are they playing? Allegiant Stadium. They play. They put. They're playing in Allegiant yeah. Stadium. Yeah, which is a beautiful stadium. Gorgeous. Great airline. Gorgeous. There was a yeah, big shitty airline. There was a big movement when uh, when they were building that stadium. People were taking like like sticker decals of the stadium and putting it on like their Roomba, and it would just be like rolling around in their house, and it looked just like the stadium. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know what that says about the stadium that no one's been able to go to a game at yet, but 
made me laugh. Is there anybody else worth talking them. about uh, as far as the the trade deadline coming up? Uh, I well, looked up I looked up Charlie Morton's contract because I was interested because he's with the Braves now. Mm-hmm. I and he's he's a free agent after the series, making fifteen million this year. It's it's like if you're looking for a guy that has postseason experience and can still pitch, he would come at a lower price and would probably deliver. How's he? So, uh, how's he doing there? I have no idea. Me either. Which is concerning. I just, I just looked up his contract. I don't know if he's actually having a good year or not. Because I figured that would be a guy. It could be on the trade market. Like see. Well, they gotta be. I mean, I don't know. How's the NL East looking right now? Uh, pretty pathetic. Yeah, I know the Mets are leading it, and they really don't want to. They're like trying to okay. lose games, and they can't. So. Morton has a ten and three win loss record, which doesn't mean a lot. It's just win losses. No three seven two ERA in one hundred sixteen innings, one hundred thirty five strikeouts. And how many innings uh, you said? One hundred sixteen. Okay. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know why he's not getting talked about. You got a you got a expected ERA or like a weighted on base, anything like that? No, I'm just looking at basic stats right now. I got a I got a whip of one. 1.15, which is like just below average, but or just above average. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I I mean Gossman. He's I think nasty stuff. Gossman's the top guy for the Giants. I think Disclafani's too, and I, I think anybody that they're bringing in at this point, they're looking for guys to slot in at that three, and then Cueto would be four. I don't know mm-hmm. what what the situation. Yeah. What's the situation with the A's as far as their the, the, if they make the playoffs? Who's who are their four guys? Four guys right now. I would put out there uh, Bassett one. Manaya two, I like James Caprillion three, and Frankie Montas four. I think those four are solid. Cole Irvin, even, Cole Irvin even as a five, I would love out of the bullpen because he's a lefty arm and mm-hmm. he's been the good. So uh, our starting rotation is definitely the strength of our team. I mean, where I think we're maybe fourth in the majors and or best. I know we're best in either the majors or American League. I heard on the radio today, listen to the game. We're best in the majors or the American League in innings pitched. And like fourth in the RA, so okay. our rotation has been rock solid, and I'm really happy with that. It's just the offense has to get going, and the bullpen is really iffy. Okay, Andrew Chafin. Andrew. We didn't talk about Chafin yet, too. They just brought him in from the Cubs. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like an A. Chafin. I mean, he looked like an A when he was in Chicago. I'll tell you what, dude. He he made his A's debut today. He was in mop up time. We were up uh, ten to like two, ten to three. He had these Kelly Green stirrups. It's like this guy with the mustache. Just <laughs> fits. This yeah. is straight out of the seventies, dude. He looked awesome. Uh, yeah, but I love I love the pickup. We have to give up a whole lot. Greg Dykeman who's a good AAA outfielder. He's probably our best AAA bat that we had. We had to give him up, but I'm okay with it since I'm already talked about our farm our farm system is our farm system is really weak, and that's why I also think we're going to rebuild soon because we even if we wanted to trade for you know. A story or any big name trade turn like we'd have we have nothing to give up we'd have to give up tyler soderstrom our first round pick last year mm-hmm. and it's like our chances are so weak that we have really nothing to give up so we give up greg dykeman best triple a bat i was like whatever that's fine we got a lefty lefty reliever is having a great year we needed that so i would like to get another bullpen arm i know kimbrell's still out there so yeah i'm all i was happy to get chafing how how realistic you think it is that the the A's go back to the well and and get Kimbrel? 
I think it's really realistic because this bullpen is really underperformed. Even some of the middle relief guys like Yasmir Petit has been really struggling lately. Uh, J.B. Wendelkin had a pretty tough outing today. Um, Sergio Roma has been a nice surprise of late. He's been a stud. And then you got our top guys, our closers, Trevino. And Trevino's probably been the best arm all year out of the bullpen. And Deacon struggled this year, who was lights out last year. And he's from the left side. And then Chafin. And then Romo would be the other set of guys. So I would love to get Kimball just to have maybe you slot Trevino down to the eighth inning or Kimball can go to the eighth inning, whatever. And then you, you'd have to give up probably A.J. Puck, uh, maybe a Nick Allen or Soderstrom to try and get him. I, I would hope you wouldn't have to give up a whole lot because he is, I think he's an unrestricted free agent after this year. And it's a bullpen arm. It's like and the Cubs are already selling. So I would hope you wouldn't have to give up a whole lot, but I think you'd definitely have to give up A.J. Puck, which I'm all for because the guy has been injured left and right. That's fine with me. So. And I'm in win-now mode. My A's are in win-now mode. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it, A's. Yeah, I think, so Kimbrel's, I think he's signed through next year. I think he is. Well, then that would cost cost a lot more. But that would be great. I'd love to have him for another year. I don't know what it is about that division, but it feels like it does not matter what the A's do. They it is so hard for them to win that division. Astros, I think, year in, year out, probably the best American League team, even if it's not by record. Mm-hmm. Like the Red Sox, I think, have a better record right now. But just overall performance and hitting deep, like one through nine in that lineup, it just it never ends. That lineup never ends. And they've even had guys hurt, and it's like, oh, yeah, Bregman's on the shelf. He hasn't even, we haven't seen him a lot this year. When you think about like guys like Gurriel, Altuve, Correa, Tucker. I mean, it, even Maldonado gets a sneaky home run against the A's once in a while. And it's like this line just never ends. It's, it's really exhausting. It's brutal. So it's brutal. Like, they just look so, so good. It's, they're they're jerks. They're douchebags. They're assholes, and <laughs> they win a lot. It's really annoying. Yeah, and then now you get the Mariners playing people tough. I think it was 2019 mm-hmm. the Rangers were playing people tough for the first part of that season, mm-hmm. if I remember. And, yeah. uh, I mean, even right now, even the Angels are the Angels are 50 and 50. They're sticking yeah. around. They're, they're playing tough games. It just – the A's, I think, have been so consistently good that it shocks me that they just cannot seem to win that division. And they keep getting put in these one-game wild cards. I think if they get to a series where they can play multiple games, I don't think it's an issue. But with the they, wild card, they did. it's like you come out, you got one shot, and you got to fly yeah. out like last year or the year before it was. You got to fly all the way across the country mm-hmm. and play in New York, and you get one shot at it. And it just yeah, – and I know, man. I remember in 2019 uh, – 2018 lost in New York, but 2019, that was the last game before COVID that I went to. It was the Tampa Bay Rays in Oakland for the 2019 wildcard game. And my buddy Nick, first, he said first at bat of the game is going to be a homer by Yandy Diaz. And sure enough, verbatim, <laughs> third pitch of the game. And uh, yeah, it just, it just, it, we had a sellout crowd, 56,000 people. It felt like it should be our night. And of course, come up short. It's just, it's frustrating. Yeah, and there's like something they, extra there. There's like some extra, some extra force almost like that mm-hmm. they're going up against. It's weird. It feels like that a lot of the time. But they did win the division last year in that shortened season. But I mean, the Astros kind of cruised. Mean mode. Yeah, they cruised and just kind of waited for the playoffs and then they kicked their ass in the divisional round. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at Kimbrel. He's got six. He's he's on. He's got a team option next year for 16 million. So I don't know if these are picking up a 16. No, they're not. Option on a they're not. Team. They're going to decline that option. They'll become a free agent. So With yeah, one he'd be it's for the one time for the, the half a season. I'm down for it, man. So if they're all in, what do you think? What do you think about Whit Merrifield? I know you're high on him. Oh, do you think that they make guy. a play for him? Because I heard he I, is on the block, but it's going to take a lot. I would like them to, but I don't think right now it's our biggest need now that we got Marte because I feel like Marte is going to add a huge boost to the offense. And Jed has been pretty consistent, even though he is old and he runs like he's about to shit his pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he is a really – I mean, Jed is super consistent, always gives you a professional at-bat, um, all those phrases you want to use. And Whit, as much as I love Whit Merrifield, he would cost a lot. He's very cheap. Like, his contract's not too bad. But he would cost a lot in farm, and we don't have the farm to really compete with other teams trying to get him. I, yeah. I would love it. An ideal world, playing the show, I'm getting wit, no problem. But Yeah, he's on the he's on the books for 2020. This year he's got a $6.7 million deal. Yeah. And then next year it's only 2.7. It could go up $2 million based on how he plays. Mm-hmm. And then he's on the books as a team option on 2023 mm-hmm. for a $10 million option. I remember when he signed that deal with Kansas City because he was like just he just broke out. Like he's getting 200 hits a year. And the Royals just ended like their yeah. 2015 stretch. And he signed there and he was going to be like, I'm going to be the guy to bring the Royals back after like in the rebuild. And he signed yeah. that four year deal. And I was like, that is so underpaid for a guy that gets 200 hits a year. Plays any position like it's plays just, every it, day. He oh, loves the league mind. in games played in 2019. Yeah. Played every game last year, all 60 games he played. Led the league in batting uh, plate appearances, yeah. or I guess at bats in 19 and 20. Led the league twice already in hits, and he's only 32. Yeah, if he played in the big market, dude, he'd be a perennial. Like he already is a perennial all star. He'd probably be an all star starter every year. He's that yeah. good. Yeah, he's leading the league in plate appearances this year. Yeah. And he's leading the league in stolen bases this year, too. Yeah, he's definitely one of my favorites. Him, Mookie Betts, like my top two favorite players. I would love him in an A's uniform. I'd buy that jersey instantly, but I think we have bigger needs. I'd like to get the bullpen, you know, those back yeah. later innings logged up. I'd like to get those those nailed in. So, Okay. My fan, the fan in me says, yeah, let's go for it, but – you know, the GM, the fan GM in me says, no, we need big needs. Okay. Nooch, what do you think about the Giants being linked to John Gray? Yeah, I don't really know his stat line. And when he pitches, nothing really blows me away when I watch him pitch. But mm-hmm. he's a solid, solid arm, man. He's a solid arm. I, I wouldn't hate if – I mean, that's he's not commanding – the kind of prospects that Scherzer or somebody would. Mm-hmm. So I kind of would be down for it. But, I mean, let's see. What is he? He's got a three six seven ERA, and that may be employed from Coors Field. But yeah. I was just going to say, mean, yeah. That's not terrible. That's not terrible coming, at all. It's coming to a pitcher's park, dude. Might yeah. Be, uh, nice. He's already got – he's at 98 innings this year, so he eats innings. I mean, in 18 starts, I can't. I can't hate that. Yeah, 91 strikes in 98 innings, 40 walks. I mean, the walks feel kind of feels kind of high. 
But yeah, I, I mean, for a guy who's getting paid six million this year, is a free agent next year. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't think it would take a whole lot. Um, you know, again, we're talking about like a much? third or fourth, third or fourth guy in the rotation. Yeah. So that you you kind of skipped you you laid out our top kind of three four pretty quick. Uh-huh. You put Coito above Wood. Wood's killing it this year. I'd much rather have Wood as like our third guy, even almost our second guy over Discofani. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, he it could be Wood. I think it's kind of a toss up. I don't really, I don't feel great about either of them right now. I mean, Wood's come back and he's looked nice, but the, I want to see some consistency there. Both are coming back from injury. Um, I just don't, it, I just don't feel great about the back end of that that rotation when they make the playoffs and. If you can add a guy and you can push one of those guys down to four, whichever one it is, I feel great about it. Hey, if it's a question of whether you want Cueto or John Gray, I'm going to take John Gray most of the time. Like, so I think that in itself would be a worthy mm-hmm. move if you can't get Scherzer or Barrios or any of those other names. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a I good agree. third option as far as if, if none of those other guys pan out. And then the only other guy for me that I think is, is pretty interesting that's on – on the block potentially is Trey Mancini. Feel good story, Trey Mancini coming to the Bay. Maybe plays left field for a couple seasons or a decade for the Giants. <laughs> I haven't heard him on the block. He's he's being offered, I guess. Yeah, I've heard some rumors that he's no Orioles are selling him. Yeah, making four point seven right now, arbitration eligible next year at age thirty, becomes an unrestricted free agent twenty twenty three at the age of thirty one. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate that. It's a, it's a feel-good story, right? I mean, it sells tickets. Yeah. Good bat. 254, 48 runs, 16 dingers, uh, 55 RBI. I mean, I just I like it's a, a solid bat. I like a guy that we could just put in left field and forget about it every day. Is that what he plays? Is He plays he plays left. He plays a little bit of first. Yeah, he's yeah. left and first base oh. guy. He hasn't played a game in left this year. He hasn't played a game in left since 2019. I've seen him out there. It's possible. He can, he can play left, it. though. It's not a fever he dream played, I had. I have seen him play the outfield. He played left only six games in 2019. Hey, if Brandon Bell can play left, that's plenty, Trey Mancini can that's play plenty left of games field. out there. He's got it. It's a short left I field. I mean, he did, play, he did play right for 87 games, too, that year. But. Well, then yeah, you can just he move. hasn't played... Outfield since 2019, though. Yeah, I short don't know. season in 2020. He wasn't available in 2020. Yeah, that guy beat cancer. I feel good about him being able to play left field. He's dude, he's a solid guy. <laughs> he's a solid guy. Got me there. Got me there. <laughs> he pulled the cancer card. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think I robbed him of his ability to be able to go out there and track a ball. Yeah, I mean, what's he? He's batting. 268 this year, not terrible. To 2019, he batted 291. Gets on base at a high, mid to high threes. So mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, I can't be mad at a trade for for Trey Mancini at all. That would be like almost a, a second tier option. Like if you can't get Bryant, like yeah. Mancini would be a good second tier option. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not commanding like a, a prospect like Bart or anything like no, that. No, no. Anybody else and, uh, out there that you guys are looking at? I'm sure. Really. 
I'm sure the A's will have, you know, I, I'm thinking Kimbrough, but usually you have these trade deadlines go with the A's is the big name that you're thinking of. It's not going to be that name. It's going to be some name you don't know, and then they're going to come in and absolutely deal. So I'm thinking that's what's going to happen is the A's aren't going to get Kimbrough. It'll probably go to Houston or something, and then the A's yeah. will get someone that I'm not even thinking about, and he'll be actually pretty good. That would suck if you went to Houston. Kim- not even an A's fan standpoint. I would hate yeah. to see him as an Astro. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. All right. Um, I think we can wrap this portion of uh, of the talk up with we want to make some predictions here on who we think's taken each each division. Ooh, I like yeah. that. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, so let's go. I'm going to Let's say let's start in the West. Yeah, let's start in the West. Well, let's start with the AL. Start with the AL. Let's work our way back home. And uh, we're back to five teams making the playoffs. I think, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Two wild cards, three divisions. Okay. So as it stands right now, the AL is you got the Red Sox leading in the East, the Sox, the White Sox leading in the Central, and you have the Astros uh, in the West. I think I'm gonna flip. The top two in the AL East, I'm going to say the Rays take the East. The White Sox, I think, got it easy in the Central. And, I mean, I would like to see the A's take it in the West, but I think the Astros take the West. A's make it in as the uh, four team. And First then, and then First wild card game. Yeah. And then the five is probably going to be, I mean, it would have to be the Red Sox. All right, how you guys feel? Yeah, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Boston holds on to the division. I also think that the White Sox, with an eight and a half game lead and a month, two months ago, be tough to see them give that up. And I don't really like where the Indians are going <laughs> yeah, with think, anything. Excuse me, the Guardians. I think Cleveland's selling. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I. I don't see the White Sox losing that division. And, I mean, I'm going to take a shot in the dart and say the A's, the A's come back. They're going to need there a we go. solid couple months here. I there mean, we so go. It's a six-game lead right now. So, I mean, it's it's a going out on a limb, but I, I think the A's can come back, man. I'll tell you what. Bassett sent out a tweet today talking about we get hot this time of year. It said, watch out. The, 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 the weather heats up, the A's heat up. So, let's go. I'm all Dude, aboard. I'm in. I'm in. What's your picks, Cove? I got the Ashes one in the West. Okay. I'm leaving you out there. I got the Ashes one in the West. Um, I think the A's do host the wild card game, so I'll, I'll at least give them that. And then I see the White Sox obviously being like the two seed. Um, and then I think. I think the A's will host – I think they'll host the Red Sox in Oakland for the wild card game. I think the Rays won the division. Okay. okay. All right. Well, I'll and, go ahead and, and take that A's plus 750 to fucking come back and I will, win the division. I will personally hand you $20 if they win the division. <laughs> okay. And I will gladly okay. hand you $20. <laughs> All right. Let's flip it to the NL. So, as it is right now, you get the Mets in the East. Uh, Phillies are – Four games back. Central is the Brewers. Reds are seven games back. Man, the Central Division is just 
below cock, huh? NL West is going to be the Giants right now up by three games. And I just, man, I don't know. I mean, the Mets just really don't like winning games. Like, they're just waiting until the last minute to, to win all these. And I don't know. If you follow Frank Fleming on Twitter, you'd think that they were they hadn't won a game all season. But I don't think the Phillies are going to come back and, and really do anything. I think maybe the Braves could make a charge. But I think the Mets take the East. The Brewers easily have the Central. And I think the Giants tough it out. I, I, I want to believe at this point we're a little ways after the All-Star break. I want to believe that the Giants are going to hold on to this thing even if it's by half a game and it comes down to like literally the last out which is undoubtedly going to be against the Padres um, yep. I think that they hold on uh, I think and then the Dodgers I think Dodgers Padres is is going to be the most exciting wild card game anybody's ever seen it's in LA you got it in LA yeah okay Luch, what do you think um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I, I agree. The Mets don't like winning ball games. They really don't. They have the talent. I mean, and with Degrom in and out of the rotation being hurt, kind of scares me. But I'm gonna go Mets take that division. Um, they're gonna hold off the Phillies. The Phillies, I have no belief in the Phillies by any sense of the word. Um. I'm going to go Brewers in the Central. I mean, they got a stranglehold on that division. I like the Reds as a team, but they just they haven't been putting it together as of recent. They're close to 500 right now. And then uh, in the West, I'm going to go – it pains me to say it. I, I don't think the Giants hang on. I think we have to end Ooh. up playing – I mean, yeah. Let, I don't like saying it, Calvin. I don't, but I think the Dodgers are going to – Sneak past us. They're only one game out on the win column. I think we're up three in the loss column on them. But, uh, yeah, I think the Dodgers sneak up and take the West in September. And uh, the Giants host. Man, I really don't think the Padres are going to make the playoffs. I I think it's going to be the Giants and the Reds in a wildcard game. Okay. All I like right. That. I like that. Okay, that's a take for sure. Major League Baseball would hate that because they need Tatis their franchise. Yeah, they need Absolutely. they need the Padres in the playoffs. <laughs> but that would be fun. The Reds are five games out of the second wild card spot, so it's going to take some bad play from the Padres and the Reds to turn it on. But I mean, the Reds roster is is solid. If they can just put it together, I think they can make a push for the second wild card spot. Mm. All right. All I'm right. gonna start out. I'm gonna start out east. Uh, I like the Mets' rotation better than anyone else. I think the Braves are just too hurt, and the Phillies find like I think they always find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. <laughs> Nobody's so, buying the Phillies. Nobody's buying yeah. what they're selling. Um, so I got the Mets by probably about five games at the end of the year, and then I like the Brewers a lot. They just added Escobar in second, so I like them a lot. And then the fun division. Which is pretty much the whole National League is the West. My my whole thing comes down to strength of schedule, and I know that I know the uh, Giants and the Padres play each other like ten times in the last two weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. And to me, I think the Dodgers are going to get healthy. Um, they're going to get Kershaw back, get Seager back, get Mookie back. I think they're going to go on a run and. 
I think they'll end up winning the division just because, not, not because the Giants will falter, but just because they're getting healthy and the Giants and Potters have to play each other so much. So I feel like it just cancels each other out. Um, and then I have the wild card. I have the Giants hosting the wild card against the Padres, and that'll be a fun one. Yep, yep. I can see that I happening. Think, I think that, uh, like you said, the Giants, I think they, I think it is seven times in the last ten games the Giants played the Padres, which fucking blows. But yeah. if the Giants <laughs> can hold their own in that, I still think the Dodgers may sneak and take the division, but the Giants may beat them enough to have the Reds sneak up into the wild card spot. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. The Reds would have to get hot for sure. Yeah, they definitely are going to have to turn it on. A lot of tension yeah. in that wild card game too. If the Giants host the Padres or or whichever way that goes, because those teams are going to play each other. I mean, yeah. li- literally like half the month of September is just they're going to be really familiar. familiar. So that I mean, that wild card game would, is going to be insane if that's the way that it works out. And I think. I, Either way, I mean, it's going to be a, an all NL West wild card game. I think. I, yes. I, I I think the the spoiler would be if the Reds make it, and there's just not. I don't know. It just wouldn't be the same. I but, do like the hot take though from Nooch. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I like. I I liked it when the Reds made the playoffs in that COVID year, even though they got swept by the Braves. But it was cool to see like that classic team get in again. They were it was there. Like, okay, they got in. Yeah, and especially because you know we it's a it's a Joey. Pro Joey Votto podcast. This is a pro Joey Votto podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you don't like it, no, that was right now. That wasn't a question. I was just, <laughs> it was just hard for me. It's hard for me to get you out. Said, had to repeat it for emphasis. <laughs> yeah, it's like I had to convince myself. Yes. Yeah. So the Giants play the Padres ten times from September thirteenth on. <laughs> wow. I'm sick of seeing these guys. I'm gonna be sick of them. That's insane! Wow, everybody but Fernando. And I'm sure, and I'm sure these these uh, predictions can change because we'll uh, see this this rest of this week. See what happens with the deadline and all that. We get smacked yeah, shirts and whatnot. No, these are locked in. No backing out now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm locked in with it. I'm just saying it's gonna be it's gonna be hairy. All right, the Reds are gonna go like. Two and eight in their next ten. I'm just locked <laughs> in and they make the playoffs. <laughs> Not bad for a first first prediction. Um, we have a draft coming up, don't we? NBA draft. Yeah. Yes, we do. Going to be huge for the Warriors, man. I mean, this this is their next probably five, ten years weighing on tomorrow. It's going to be it's going to be important. I mean, what they do with the, their two lottery picks. I can't remember the last time a team that is has hopes of winning the title the next year yeah. having two lottery picks. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes down with they keep them, if they trade them, what what we do with those picks. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm I'm interested to see what they do cuz I know there's a quote in a text or something like that that got reported that Steph Clay and Draymond all said the they want the Warriors to trade these two picks cuz they want to get a guy who can help them win right now. And yeah. I don't know why you would even draft those. Like, if those three guys are saying that, I don't even know why you'd even consider drafting with those two picks. It's like, those guys, this is probably the last run they got. Let's try and get as most out of it as we can. Let's get, get another star in here and try and go at this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Like, so if they're if they're tar- they're not going to trade the picks for a role player. 
if they're going to trade those picks, it's going to be for someone that they know is going to help them next year, a substantial, I would say, borderline star. And there's yeah. only been really two names floated out there with uh, Beal and Lillard, and both mm-hmm. seem like a very much of a Hail Mary. I don't think mm-hmm. that either of those guys are going to become available in the next couple of days, in the next day. So, I mean, it's leaning towards that they're going to end up drafting at that position, 7 mm-hmm. and 14. Um, I know they've been linked to Miles Turner, the uh, power forward center out of Indiana. Yeah, I like Miles Turner he, a lot. I like him a lot too. Um, they're talking about having to either give up both picks for him or like the later pick, probably 14, and Wiseman. And I mm. just don't want to see Wiseman go, man. I think that dude will be special if he just yeah. has enough time to grow into his body, get a set of like a post move that he can repeat every single time. Just something to just have more time in the game to be able to develop. That dude's going to be a special talent. I agree 100%. I mean, I, there was a play last year I saw him saw him make. He, he, like, stole a ball, and then he ran full court. The seven-footer, like, did a uh, – Euro an in, Yeah, Euro or an in and out, and then just slammed it. It was like, who is this guy? Yeah. Like, how yeah. is a seven-footer be able to do that? So, so that's I, the I problem. Love... Is we have seen flashes of that, but we've mm-hmm. also seen, I mean, some of the time where he's trying to go in there into the post and work a – the dude was 19. He's trying to work like 30-year-olds in the post. Like, it ain't going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. He's, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, if he – plus, I mean, he had one game, or three games in college and didn't even get the summer league to prepare last year for COVID. Yeah. And then played in only, like, I'd say, I think 19 games he played in last year. So, he barely has played basketball in the last two years. And then got yeah. hurt. So, it, in the, like, he may not even have a full summer this year to kind of work on his game and develop. But the best of him is yet to come. And if we just stick with him, I, because he had a bad year last year as far as, like, hurting his trade value. So, he's not worth what he was coming out of college at this point. It's true. As far as trade value. So, I don't think that to get rid of him, we wouldn't be getting anything back that's worth it. So, in order to get another star or Miles Turner, you think Wiseman has to go? I think to get Miles Turner, we'd have to trade both picks at least. And I don't, but, or Wiseman and, a, and probably the later pick. Mm. And then for a star, it would definitely be both picks, Wiseman and Wiggins to match a contract. Yeah. Okay. Isn't, I there, don't, isn't there a report of like Pascal Siakam being available? Yeah. Yeah. That's another I, guy that they've been targeting. I'd rather have Siakam than Turner, personally. I, I agree. I agree. I He didn't play very well last year. I mean, he went off in 2019 when they won the title, but, I mean, you got to yeah. think how much of that was Kawhi being there with mm-hmm. taking the majority of the other team's defense. So, yep. I don't know. I, I don't really see an upside in Siakam that we don't have with Wiseman. I think Wiseman could be that player and even better with some development. So yeah, we so we'd have to so in order to get Siakam, we have to get a Wiseman. It's coming. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't so know if would, I love that. It'd be a pick, and that one probably be the high. It'd probably be the seven pick and Wiseman to get Siakam, and I yeah. really don't want that. Yeah, I'm kind of out on that. Okay, I have, I, on Wiseman. I have two questions for you guys. Yeah. Being the the least qualified of the group as far as for basketball talk and whatnot. Um. 
First question is, how do the Warriors get two lottery picks? Second question is, uh, have either of you guys ever done the Euro step on your way to putting something up on a shelf? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I I use... <laughs> I use the Euro step most in crowded areas in public. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I use it the most. Good call. Good call. <laughs> absolutely. At a baseball game when I'm trying to go sneak my way in to get a fucking beer, I will absolutely yep. use the Euro step every single time. You're, you're behind a lovely <laughs> old couple and you're just like Euro around them. Just hit them with the Euro yeah. step. Hit them with the Euro step. Maybe, maybe a little elbow on the way by. <laughs> I mean, they didn't like, hey, pick it up. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so they have two lottery picks because the 14th pick is their pick. They uh, they they were, I guess, the 14th worst team last year. They barely missed the playoffs. I mean, they got the 8th seed but still missed the playoffs because of the play-in tournament. Yeah. And they ended up with the the last pick in the lottery on their with their pick. And then the 7th pick is because when we traded D'Angelo Russell for Wiggins, we knew we were getting Wiggins' shitty-ass contract, so we said mm-hmm. – we want the Wolves pick with Wiggins to get to get rid of D'Lo. And uh, it was top three protected, so if it fell within the top three picks, we would be shit out of luck. Yeah. And we'd be getting their pick unprotected next year. But since it fell they were I think it fell where it's supposed to. They were like they had the seventh best chance to win the lottery and it ended up with the seventh pick. So kinda of fell where it was supposed to. Uh, so that's kinda of how we got the seventh pick there. Okay, so it's from the the Wiggins trade. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, and so where they're kind of if they do end up keeping the picks, they're targeting uh, with seven more of a more of a project. I think with uh, forget his name. Let me find it. It's uh, Kumiga or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's he was supposed to be a top five pick. He skipped uh, college and went to the G League last year to play his one-and-done year in the G League and make some money while he's doing it. And didn't really have the best season. Kind of had like a low motor on defense. Kind of just didn't really perform where he was supposed to. So he kind of dropped out of the top five where we could get him at seven. But he has the highest ceiling out of any of the picks that could fall to seven. Mm -hmm. But also it's kind of like the the unknown. And then with 14, they're going to go more, I think, with the uh, with like a uh, win-now kind of guy, a guy that can contribute maybe a little older, maybe has less of a ceiling but a lower floor. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're targeting uh, like a Davion Mitchell out of um, Baylor who very much looks like Devon – or what's his name? Devon Donovan? Mitchell? Donovan. Donovan yeah. Mitchell out of Utah. Spider. Yeah, yeah, very much the same. Wears the same number, kind of plays the same kind of style offense, could run the offense. The only knock on him is that he's like 23 or something. He played a lot more years in college, so he's kind of older. Um, they're also looking at Duarte, a shooting guard out of Oregon, and he's he's more of a win-now kind of guy too. So I think they go if they do keep the picks, they're going to go upside on seven and then kind of like a win-now guy at 14. Hmm. Okay. And it's I like that. What do you think is most likely? You think that, that they draft two guys, they draft one guy, they trade they trade the pick for a player now or a future pick, or that they flip both of them for for one guy? I think absolutely they're looking to trade both. 
I don't know if the player that is uh, there's a player out there that commands both of those picks. It really doesn't sound like there's going to be a star that they or like I don't I don't even know if Miles Turner's worth it to them to give away both of those picks because he's got his negatives too. Mm-hmm. He's a very good player, and I wouldn't mind having him on the Warriors by any means, but I don't know if they give up both picks for him. So if there's not like a Beal or a Lillard out there that it's a possibility of getting, I think they just draft with both draft both picks. Okay, and how does – do we think that James Wiseman is playing for this team next year? I would hope so. I believe so. I know there's been a lot of talk with him linked to a, a Bradley Beal trade. Yeah. So if Beal's available, I mean, I don't think he plays. I don't think he plays another game for us. Uh, unfortunately, I would love to see him stay, and I think he can contribute next year for a title run. But if Beal's available, they're going to go all in. I think with him. Yeah. So I don't even know if this is a better option because, like I said, you're giving away Wiseman and probably both picks. And Wiggins, so you got to hold at small forward and now at at uh, center because now and then you got to have Clay Thompson playing small forward, yeah, which is a question mark with him. He could very much play that prior to an ACL tear and an Achilles tear back to back years. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna his shooting's gonna be there when Clay comes back. It will, it's the defense and the lateral movement that's may is a question mark with Clay. So I don't necessarily love seeing him slide to the three if we get Beal. It'll, it, it'll be – we'll definitely – we'll score 150 points a game, but we'll probably give up 145 every game. <laughs> so it just pretty much be that the Washington game plan just comes comes across. Exactly. The yeah, the Nets, the Nets game plan with KD – Harden, Kyrie, <laughs> pretty much just score as much as possible and hope you score more than the other team. Yeah, it's fun. Fun for betting, maybe not fun for fun for watching in real life. Yeah, and Wiseman just yeah. Wiseman feels like you just don't see big guys anymore. I mean, I'm a very like casual NBA fan uh, outside of the Warriors. I mean, I, I really only watch like the playoffs and and some big games. But I just it just feels like you do not have big athletic guys in the league anymore. It's that he seems almost kind of like a, a dying breed. And he's so good for especially for how old he is. Um I mean I is there a comp for him? Is there another player in the league like him? Maybe that's a little bit older or you know, someone coming down to the end of their career? I think he could be like Anthony Davis, honestly. Yeah, Anthony Davis the is the first thing that came to mind. The dude's got the same same kind of size, both like seven-footers. Both can hit the mid-range pretty consistently. Wiseman can even stretch out to the three pretty consistently. He's just got to get bigger, bulk up, and be able to work in the post. And he had a trouble not biting on pump fakes and fouling all the time. Mm-hmm. So he needs, he needs to work on that. But if there was one player that's kind of – because Wiseman isn't like a Shaq, right, where it's like the dude's dominant inside and can't shoot for shit. The right. dude is kind of – he's kind of like the modern NBA center where he can run the floor and he can shoot the, the mid-range consistently. It's just he's got to get bigger and more have better IQ on defense for sure. Yeah, and that's the plight of the big man, right? Is the not biting on on pump fakes. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Neighbors like to leave. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was once told that um, Festus Azili bit on every pump fake he ever saw. And he did. <laughs> he did. He he absolutely did. And he cost. And well, I don't know if I want to blame it on him because he was just on the floor. But no, we can blame it. I'll on blame him. it on Kerr. Makes you. Feel I'll blame better. it on Kerr for. I'll blame it on Kerr for putting him on the on the court deck. Yeah, okay. In the finals in 2016, the dude jumped at every pump fake LeBron gave him. It was terrible. Is Kerr in the in the hot seat? You think? I know there's a lot of people last year that said that you know he doesn't he didn't really adjust a whole lot didn't change the game plan as the season went along and, and make adjustments to kind of fit what the team was able to do. Do you think if they if they come out this next season and they let's say they're like an eight seed or they don't make the playoffs, you think he's out? I don't. Unfortunately. I would I don't I'm not a fan of Kerr. <clears throat> the dude yeah, like you were saying last year, he ran the same offense like we had Clay Thompson still. And even Kevin Durant. Like we ran plays Maybe not to the level that we did, like through Kevin, but we ran a lot of plays through Wiggins. Where Wiggins ain't that dude. He is not that dude. And I don't know. Kerr's he would be on the hot seat if I had anything to say about it. And a lot of Warriors fans too, because he really just does not make adjustments. But I mean, you can't really argue with how many titles he has. And that may not have anything to do with him. May have more to do with the talent that he had on his teams. But I, I don't see Lakeup firing him if yeah he seems, he seems pretty well. tight he seems pretty tight with that ownership and bob myers yeah very tight he's a very laid-back guy like he's not a hard ass right so he's like a more letting letting the players kind of run the team and just be there to kind of like call plays every once in a while and yeah have him run his offense but he's not like sitting there screaming at everybody he's more laid back kind of like a player's coach which works it's probably better in the modern nba with like the diva side that a lot of players have, but yeah, I, I really don't see the front office. Moving it'd be on tough to, uh, it'd be tough to have Draymond and him both be intense. Like Draymond and the head oh, coach yeah. both, both going at it all the time. That would not work. I think he's a good fit with the personality, but as far as like yeah, the game plan stuff, probably don't. He infamously let the players call a game. And when yeah, like Katie I was, was there in Iguodala, <laughs> yeah, I was he at that let game. Let them call every play. He gave them the clipboard and said, "You guys do it tonight. I'm bored." How'd that go? Yeah. Oh, they. I mean, they had. They, it was the best team ever <laughs> assembled. So, so yeah, they won. Yeah, but pretty good. <laughs> best team ever assembled versus the at one point really terrible Suns. Yeah. Yeah. How do we? Uh, yeah. Do we have any thoughts on? What is going on with the Team USA basketball team? Well, they popped Iran for like 40 last night. I I honestly, like, I was kind of hoping that they would lose that game. I don't know that there is, like, anything that would have been more funny and, like, easier to just kind of, like, walk away and forget this whole situation is if they just lost that game and we could just be like, all right, bring them home. (laughs) They win that game now and it's like, okay, so... They are trying, and they just actually suck. Well, I mean, Iran and France are two different teams. France has a lot of NBA players, and I don't think Iran has one. So, I mean, two. I mean, they lost to France and were like thirty-four point favorites. They had they had to cover a thirty-four point spread last night. 
and did easily. Uh, but should they be losing to France? I guess is the question. Should they be? No, who, absolutely not. Who's the other team no. that they lost to? Like Australia, I think it was. Well, before they went to the Olympics, like the, yeah, like the friendlies or whatever it was to get like ready for the Olympics. They lost to I think Australia and then and Nigeria, and Nigeria is not good at all. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they should be. They should never lose a game. They have the best NBA players by far. Although they should never Nigeria, lose a game. Nigeria does have Epe Udo on the team, so. Okay, I don't think we're, I don't think we're, Warriors, I don't think we're factoring that. Warriors legend. Epe Udo? <laughs> That's a name. I've had to reach back for that one. <laughs> I think uh, I think our buddy Festus Azili, who we just mentioned, is a reserve for that team also. Yeah, I when I saw him, when I took that picture with him on the street in SF, he had just been getting out of, like, training camp for Nigeria but he didn't even make the Olympic roster so brutal Thanks. brutal he's down like, bad you just keep <laughs> I mean, still bad. biting still biting out here yeah I I, I kind of I put my foot in my mouth when I was talking I'm like so when are you getting back in the league I don't think he heard me but that was the worst thing I could have said <laughs> like dude why do you suck right now <laughs> <laughs> when are you just gonna stay flat on your feet <laughs> yeah, I can jumping. tell you, don't jump. Don't <laughs> it's pretty jump, easy. <laughs> so what's so what's next for the the USA basketball team? I don't know who they have next. Uh, I mean, they got to get out of the group stage, right? I don't know. Is I'm it sure still they probably will? Are they still eligible to win gold, even though that they lost a game already? Yeah, I would. I would think. Okay. I, I I don't. I don't think it was like the knockout stages yet. Okay. I think it was just in like seeding play. Yeah. You know, I'd probably have a better idea of what's going on if NBA, NBC didn't just absolutely ruin the process of watching any Olympic sport. Oh, it was terrible. Last night I went to go watch the game live and it was on the basketball game and it was only live on Peacock. Yeah. Then I go to Peacock and I try to put it on. They try and charge me $5 for Peacock Premium. Yeah. I said, fuck you. I'm going to Reddit. Found me a Reddit stream for it. Yeah, like why are we why are we monetizing the Olympics? Like, I I want to watch America compete on the global stage. Like, I don't. Why would I need to pay extra for that? Why is it not yeah. just fucking like on TV or on no you know uh, Hulu or whatever? And then like uh, we I tried to watch skateboarding the other day. I wanted to see the the U.S. street skateboarding, and you go on demand and you find it. It's a three-hour video, and you, you click on it, and it's not even the sport that you wanted to watch. You have to, like, scroll all the way and find it. You have to find it within this three hours. And then halfway through it, Mike Tirico comes on and interrupts it and doesn't explain, like, where the other half of it is and where I can go to find it. And then it just ends. So I watched, yeah. I watched like, two Nigel Houston runs. And then I found out the next day from somebody else that he didn't even win that. I'm like, oh, cool. I wish I may- maybe could have watched that happen. That would have been great. <laughs> the problem with it being 16 hours ahead of us in Japan. Earlier today, yeah, I, I tried to watch um, the U.S. Up. boxing, and I click on it, and I'm watching the Czech Republic play somebody in basketball. And the video <laughs> I clicked on is titled USA Boxing or Olympic Boxing <laughs> USA versus whoever. I'm like, what are we fucking doing here? Like who is editing? Yeah. Who's editing? Like just record the one event 
and put out the video and it's just a one event. I don't understand why we got to do it in these clumps of four or five things and then you got to search for it through there. Just it's terrible. It's terrible, man. Like it's I don't know. I don't remember it being yeah. this shit last time around. Me either. But uh back to skateboarding, like is there one event or is there one sport where you would think that the US has the biggest advantage other than skateboarding? Um there's a lot more Olympic sports this year. I would I would oh man, I wanna say surfing. I wanna say surfing. Some Aussies can say, uh surf though pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. A lot of islands out there, a lot of island countries out there too. Yeah, so we ended up losing in skateboarding. To who? Because I, I'm not sure who, but that would have been a good uh, look look to bet on. Because like we didn't have our best skateboarders go because you had to send skateboarders who could pass a drug test. Do you know <laughs> one skateboarder who doesn't smoke weed? No. <laughs> No. It's not. They don't make those. It kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. So we we were sending like our B tier guys. Yeah. If somebody tried to tell me that they were a, a skateboarder and they also like didn't smoke weed, I I think they were lying. I wouldn't like, believe. No, you're faking. Do a kickflip, loser. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you're full of shit. You don't smoke weed. You're full of shit, dude. Yeah, so we lost in skateboarding. Couldn't believe that. I'm gonna see who won, but absolutely brutal. Should have been easy, easy dub for us. I have not been paying attention to the Olympics as much as I should have. Sounds like it's difficult, though. It's difficult. It's <laughs> difficult. Like I, ju- I just look at the medal count at the end. I guess at this point, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's brutal. It's frustrating, and I'm and I'm kind of glad that like there's not a. I mean, for me, I, I'm not a huge like Olympic guy, but I'll, I'll watch it when it's on. I'll, I'll pull for America, but there's not like huge, 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 huge names, you know. Like you, have Simone Biles, you have the, uh, you know, the female soccer team that seems to just kick everybody's ass all the time. Yeah. And um, I mean, outside of that, like I don't really know any huge, huge names that are in the Olympics for the U.S. Um, Amy Ledecky, but she just lost. Right. So it's not like I have this huge pull to like go find because if I had like somebody that I needed to watch like I'm I'm watching just for this one person, and I had Ooh. to navigate through all that to try and watch their event, that would be frustrating. That would be absolutely brutal. Yeah, I'm always down to watch the U.S. women kick fucking ass in soccer. Yep. Yep. Dude, apparently our our Olympic three on three pickup women's basketball team kicks ass. They, they, yeah, they, they won. won gold. They won the gold. Gym, gym basketball, and I don't. And I'm not saying this to shit on it. They, I watched them play for a little while, dude. They play fast, and they, they run the pick and roll like so clean. Amen. They crush. They, but they cross me up, dude. Yeah. Oh, they would body me. Yeah, I'd be. Yeah. I would absolutely get yammed on by everyone on that My team. Ankles get snatched. But uh, pickup basketball is an Olympic sport now. And I just think that's hilarious because, and it's not even just, like, and it's not even like WNBA players, to my knowledge. It's definitely not no. NBA players. It's just like gym champions that are just there to yeah. rep. Should have seen me in 2014. I would have been on the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> this three, on, three baby. Dude, this three on three team. I bet you would have. Dude, me, Jack, and like anyone else that wanted to just join us. Me, Jack, were a combo. <laughs> what are we? What do we think about uh, Simone Biles? 
that one out. I, I don't know the specifics of it. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, just I haven't really looked into the story. I just know that she oh. she wasn't, or something happened where she, she seemed a little off. She wasn't, like, performing as well as she normally would. And she bowed out and said that she wants to focus on her individual uh, performance. and Which she bowed out of as well. Which she bowed out of as well, yeah. So. I, I know that I know that there's people coming at her sideways about it and whatnot, but it's like, how long has she been doing it for? I mean, she's like the best ever at it. She's yeah. has to have records at this point. I mean, of how many medals she has, how many, how many events that she's won. Um, it's yeah. unfortunate. Like you want to see someone perform, but I don't know why. I don't know why people could be mad at her about it, especially yeah. if it's like a mental thing. If it's a physical thing, like obviously, but the other side of that is if it's like a mental thing and it's like stress or strain or, or anything like that. I mean, it's her choice. It is what it is. People are commenting on someone that they don't know and they don't know what they're going through. Like, that's not your decision. I don't know. Yeah, the, she, she did tweet something like that out, right? That there that there's something going on like on yeah. a mental No side. idea. No yeah. idea. Oh. So Sarah's big into um, gymnastics. She used to do the sport. And so I've been watching kind of through their qualifiers. Mm-hmm. And she didn't look happy to be there in the qualifiers. She didn't look like she was having fun. She didn't look like she wanted to be there, let alone when she gets to Japan, also doesn't look like she really wants to be there. And she, so she had said that she's only doing this Olympics because she wanted to highlight what happened with Larry Nasser and the sexual predator that he is with all the women's national uh, gymnastic team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she thought that if she went to this Olympics, that people wouldn't forget about it and people would still talk about it and know that pe- he's like, keep on the subject that he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. So I get why she did go to the Olympics. I think that every person let alone professional athlete every person has the right to feel how they feel about their mental health and it's very much brushed off and not more in the recent years it's more being talked about and being accepted but i mean growing up you if you said you didn't want to if you weren't feeling right in the head and that's why you didn't want to play a sport you get called a pussy and i'm glad that that's not the case anymore because like you guys said you don't know what someone's going through Mm -hmm. at all but I think there's a there's always a big narrative, especially in pro sports or Olympic athletes. Like, we see them on TV, we see them as bigger than life. We don't think of them as human. Yeah. It's like there's yeah. definitely a human element. These, these people are, you know, they bleed the same. They they yeah. they have stuff going on just because they're on a bigger stage and they look like these superheroes doesn't mean they don't have you know internal battles, their own demons. Yeah, just a lot of people are like, oh, you're making millions of dollars. How could you not be happy? That doesn't fix mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it doesn't fix it. So where I I can totally understand her mental health and wanting to bow out, and I don't discount her for that at all. Where I I come in is it kind of sucks for whoever was the fifth person or whatever, whoever got left at home. Yes. And she obviously didn't want to be there. So, like, you know you don't want to go. Why take away that opportunity from another girl who has been training her whole life to go to the Olympics and may not have made the team because – Simone's the best fucking gymnastics person in the entire world right. and has like tr- tricks and shit named after her. Right. So she's obviously going to make the t- make this team to go to Tokyo, but the problem I have with it and it's a 
It's just that she kind of took away the opportunity from another person to go. Yeah. But once you're there and you're on the team and you feel like you need to bow out, I don't discount her for that at all. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just unfortunate. I mean, I don't, I don't know. If she probably had a lot of added pressure going into these Olympics because now she's the name and she is the face of gymnastics. So probably felt for a sure. lot of pressure to go. And probably thought, oh, I'll just tough it out, no problem. And then when she gets there, it's like, no, I, I really, I shouldn't have done this. I can't do this. So yeah. it's probably just. It's just an unfortunate thing that that other person got left out, that fifth person. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's not like we're talking about, you know, uh, you're going to like a class or something or or you're, you know, you're doing a workout or some sport on on like a minor level, you know, for an everyday person. This She's like the best at it in the history Mm -hmm. of it and on the biggest stage. (laughs) so so there's there's so much pressure there like dude i get nervous when my dad calls me two times in a day i'm like why is (laughs) like why is he calling me a second time like is is everything okay you know like i I couldn't imagine the pressure of that that she carries around like all the time and having nervous just uh i get nervous just having a big at bat and an adult softball yeah might be on the olympics (laughs) right yeah I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't know. And so what's the, what's the angle that the people that are upset are coming at her with? I mean, just like she, I mean, she let the USA down, basically. Is oh, that's trash. That's trash. I agree. I agree. Who's speaking, someone uh, speaking on behalf of the entire USA. I love to see, yeah. I love to see that Twitter, Avi. So they're upset she didn't, she didn't win for the US and a gold medal that gets forgotten, forgotten about in six months. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the gold medal in the Olympics another four years. Like, oh well. How many did she already win for the U.S.? How many medals do they oh, already have? This? I'm sure it's on. That's just such like a fucked up thing to say. Like, yeah, you let America down. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. I just like, who are you to speak on behalf of America? Exactly. Women's gym- gymnastics. Yeah. She's got, she won gold in team in Rio, won gold in all around one golden vault and one golden floor exercise. So wow. Pretty much all yeah. like she won gold in pretty much all of them but two Goated. in that year. Goated. So she brought four gold medals back to the US and she's a disgrace. Yeah, she let us down this yeah. time. And, hey, she, right and a and a bronze and balance beam in sixteen. Oh <laughs> Doesn't matter, bro. She let us down. Wow. She let us down. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't come back. I had just seen Just stay in just Japan. You live there now, Simone. Don't come back. <laughs> I had just seen her trending, but I didn't really like go fully in depth to the story. Like, like I said, I didn't really been paying attention to the Olympics that much. Of you know, baseball and trade deadlines, I'm consumed with that. Yeah. But uh, I just saw that she was trending. I was like, I don't know what's going on, so I just I hadn't bothered to look at it. But I'm glad I got up there. Like, that's it's pretty trashy. Absolutely, because I like I said, I mean, the only thing I can knock her on is that she may have taken an opportunity away from another girl. But like, yeah. I can't knock you on. If you mentally don't feel right, then you should have every right in the world to say that you don't, you shouldn't be competing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also too, like, I mean, if you're jumping and doing like 20 rotations on a flip in midair and you don't oh, feel yeah. right, like what's a, what's a small under rotation? What's like a, if you're off axis or something like you come down and you roll an ankle or like you mess up your knee or I mean, like worst case, like you land on your head or something. Like that's all pretty extreme. But how, yeah. how how in tune and like perfect do you need to be to be able to do that? 
I mean, it probably as perfect as you can get, I would imagine. Ment- there's no room for error. Mentally, physically, yeah, there's just no room for error. I don't know what that uh, what that beam is that they're made out of, but dude, I would, I split my head just trying to get up there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not even getting up on the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah. high up there. I might not even be able to get up on it. Like I said, with my pools. <laughs> All right. All right. I think uh I think that's pretty much everything we yeah, wanted I think to that's pull good, over man. this time around. So that was fun. Thanks everybody for listening in. Um we will uh be back here hopefully in the next week or so depending on how long this our first episode takes to edit. <laughs> but uh we will catch you next time. Thanks. Appreciate it.